It is an understatement to say that we live in challenging and uncertain times, times that uh, we find ourselves struggling much more than normally. And I'd like to offer you three things that I think might be helpful as we try to make sense of things that are nonsensical. Uh, things that are senseless. And I'd like to do that with you in this episode of the VO Heroes podcast. So for those of you that are union performers, we're going through a really, really hard process right now, accepting and understanding what's happening with our union health plan. Um, in a nutshell, some major changes were made because no production is happening and yet people that are participants in the plan are still being covered. And those changes are really difficult for a lot of people to handle. Just like so many things in politics, so many things regarding the pandemic, so many things regarding uh, our leadership are really hard for some people to handle. And as human beings, we don't like it. We hate it when we can't find a solid, reliable answer to something, we, we hate uncertainty. It drives us crazy. Or if we can't control something, even if we don't know the answer, we still can't ameliorate it or control it or have some sort of um, uh, governance of it. And that drives us absolutely crazy as human beings. And I fear it makes us do some things that are not only counterproductive, but actually dangerous. So we tend to, and I'm going to be honest, actors are great examples of this. We tend to get really, really upset, dig in our heels, and start screaming and looking for someone to blame. And in some cases, there isn't any one or any organization to blame. We also don't consider the alternatives. We only see what is threatening us, and we want to stop that. But we don't necessarily accept the fact that there could be a worse threat. For example, in the healthcare uh, situation with our union, people are like, we just need to roll back to where we were before the pandemic. This, this, is, this, this new uh, structure just isn't going to work. We have to... Well, the alternatives is that the healthcare plan goes away entirely. We have no protection whatsoever. But what I wanted to do was just share with you three things that have helped me when faced with things like this. I try to notice first when I'm feeling like I want to lash out, like I want to uh, uh, yell and scream and place blame and so on. And I look at these three things and make sure that I've engaged in all three of them. The first one is asking the question of the person that's presenting their position. What led you to believe that? Or how do you know that? If somebody is saying a, you know, a cotton candy will cure coronavirus, and they are dead serious that cotton candy will cure, they, they read it on the web, so it must be true. The answer to the question of how do you know this doesn't include, well, there have been probably a dozen or more randomized studies that show that cotton candy clearly, and I'll give you the links to those. It's like, 
if you can't answer that question to the satisfaction of the person asking, it's likely not a very effective argument. And when you present that to someone who's making an argument that's a little odd, a little little unbelievable, and you say, hey, look, how, how do you know this? I'd love to know. I'd love to know uh, where you got this information or how you came to this conclusion. What led you to believe that? And ask yourself that question as well. When you're getting ready to lash out, ask yourself, why do I believe what I believe? What is leading me to believe this? And often the answer is, I don't know. I don't have enough information to actually answer that question. And that often means that you've simply looked for something and latched onto it as though it was the truth. So the first item in the question is, what led you to believe that? Or why do you think this? The second thing that I think very many of us don't engage in is the concept of potentially being open to reconsideration. I might need to reconsider this. That's the statement that I often go to. I'm still um, knowing full well that anything that helps, any little bit that helps, is a help and we should do. I keep reading conflicting stuff from, from big organizations and from respected individuals about the effectiveness of masks. I wear a mask everywhere. I just want to be clear. Even if it helps a little bit, that's great. But we went from having N95s with valves to not having N95s with valves because that puts other people in danger. Uh, anything that covers your face is fine, except lace and loosely woven stuff isn't fine. It's actually worse. Um, but I do say I might need to reconsider that as I get more information. If we're not willing to do that, we cannot progress forward when we get new information. If you're not willing to reconsider, if you've dug your heels in and hydroxychloroquine is not going to work or is going to work, whatever your, your, your take on that is, and you, know, you read an article by an epidemiologist at Yale who says, well, wait, hold on a second. My conclusion is that hydroxychloroquine works if you catch the virus early. I don't know if that's true or not, but I certainly want to be able to reconsider. So, once again, the first one is, how do you know that? What leads you to believe that? The second one is, I might need to reconsider this. Be open to the possibility that new information can change your conclusions and where you stand. And then the final one is one that is really difficult to calm yourself down and put into play, but I'm going to offer it to you anyway. I did a video last year on being generous in your interpretations of things. With the, uh, the massive negative changes that are happening with the union health plan, people were saying some pretty outlandish things about how they felt and what they perceived and what should be done. You know, why did you have to tell us this now? Why couldn't you wait until the beginning of the year when the plan starts? Well, there are so many things wrong with that. You want to have as much time as possible to consider things. But I understand you don't want to get bad news at a time when bad news is our lives, right? So why did you have to heap this on us now? I get that. 
and then also, uh, well, what were the alternatives? They couldn't have been worse than this. Yeah, they could have been worse than this. So the third thing that I want to share with you is try to remember that you can manufacture patience. You can be patient. You can make the overt decision, even if it sucks to do so, even if you don't want to do it, even if it feels awful, it feels like you're giving up, or it feels like you're, you're not fighting the good fight. Take a moment, breathe, and ask yourself to be patient and generous. Take a moment, be patient, look at the situation, Imagine things that you may not have imagined right off the bat with the knee-jerk reaction that you had to something negative. And see how generous you can be in the interpretation. In the, in the healthcare plan, we have these trustees who have a fiduciary responsibility under federal ERISA law to do whatever is the best for the participants in the plan. They are required to. They can suffer federal felony charges and... Uh, massive consequences if they don't. So if this horrible conclusion with the health plan is what they had to come up with, imagine what they didn't do. And sometimes it's hard to do that because you're just looking at this as being attacked and being destroyed. And it's hard to be patient and be generous in your interpretations. If you can do that, all of a sudden, your mind opens up to the first two things. Well, why am I thinking this? How do I know this? What leads me to believe this? I might need to reconsider this. Does this help at all? I hope it does, because I have not said anything on social media about the massive mistakes and conclusions that are incorrect that people are coming to when discussing this and many other issues in our industry, in our country, in our world, because I don't want to be described as someone who's heartless or cruel. Can't you see this is causing massive suffering? Yes, I see that. But the more time we spend yelling and screaming in an unproductive way, it's just simply delaying the ability that we have to really solve the problem. So, once again, what leads you to believe that? How do you know that? Said nicely. I may need to reconsider that. Said nicely to yourself. And manufacture patience and generosity in your interpretation of the things that are most threatening and destructive and horrifying that are happening to us all and to some of us in particular. What are your thoughts on this? I'd love to hear what you do to cope with really difficult situations, to cope with things that are beyond your control and outside your lane and beyond your purview of your knowledge. What do you do? Do these things play a role? Or is it just, I'm going to get on social media and I'm going to yell and scream and I'm going to stand up in a meeting and tell everybody what jerks they are. What is your, what is your way of living. Tell me. I'd love to know. If you like what you're hearing in these, uh, in these podcast episodes, please subscribe, give me a like or a share. I'd love that. But more than anything, leave comments below on vioheroes.com. I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th. I thank you so much.
for watching and for listening, and we'll see you next time.